When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What in the wide, wide world of sports is going on here? Broadcasting live from the greatest city in the world. Out the Texas, baby. It's Bucky and Aaron. You guys want to play some twos? You know what? Actually, we're kind of in the middle of a conversation. B and E. What's B and E? Bucky Godbolt, Aaron Hogan on the Horn, 1049 AM 1260 and hornfm.com. With the Longhorns play and Austin Talks Sports. Final hour for us on a Monday, but by no means the final hour here on the Horn. We are live and local all day, every day. Craig Way and the crew coming up with Lights the Tower at 10. Chad and Zay through the midday. Harge and Rod. The Harge That's and, uh, hardball, Harge. Yes, it is. He of the chewables. Have you shared any of those with you yet? No, 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 no. This is... This is he's doing a fabulous job with Blue Chew, but he's he's like eating all the chicken, eating all the hog maw, eating all the Blue Chew. He's not sharing them. He's got at least two or three cases in the freezery. Come on now, let me understand that Zay has like eight anniversaries. I'm trying to do this for Zay. This isn't Zay going on his honeymoon? Why would Zay need blue gummies when he just got married? He's a young guy, uh, young and virile. That that has nothing to do with that. There's nothing like a little booster pack. I mean, not if you don't need it. Well, everybody needs a little help every once in a while. This isn't for you that you need it? It sounds like you oh, want wh- What do you on. mean? No, no. I'm trying to help Zay out. This is all about Zay. Sounds like we need to get you hooked up with Blue Chew. Uh, Come on, like man. Sounds like it to me. No. Sounds like it to me. Why are you jump, jumping around? Well, Remember, I'm a gardener. I eat lots of vegetables. That's good for you. <laughs> Cucumbers? Yeah, that's eggplant. No, I do not do eggplant. Eggplant, hey now. No, no eggplant, no zucchini, no squash. Well, Harge and Rod will be coming your way three to seven with Ball Don't Lie. Everyone's talking brackets and the Longhorns, this uh, crazy Final Four like we've ever seen before. Gosh, what was like? It's never happened, obviously, to have a four, two fives, and a nine. Um, there's never been a Final Four without a you know a team, a top three seed in in the Final Four. Thirty-seven out of twenty million brackets that were filled out had had this Final Four though. Thirty-seven people have this. Yep. That's really? a lie. 37. I could see getting one of these teams. UConn. I have UConn. I guess San Diego State. I had San Diego State as well. With the seven. Miami? No. Who had Florida Atlantic? Come on. Give me a break. That's some bull. So, I mean, 37 people. Well, it's incredible. Uh, all right. So we got uh, Longhorns. Disappointing. Let a game get away from them. And uh, really, my I thought Miami took it from them as much as anything. And really, at the end of the day, there were some calls that you know didn't go Texas's way. But in the end, came down to the fact that the best players, best healthy players for Miami, played better than the best healthy players for Texas. For at sure, that point. That really what it was. I mean, uh, Texas needed guys to, you know, their best players. This is when you you push through. Is when your best players make plays. And um, Longhorns guys, best players. Either didn't. they didn't make the plays, or they weren't in position to make the plays. Right. They they didn't. Uh, they didn't, and that's that's credit to to Miami. Uh, they were the more physical, the more aggressive team, 
And uh, in the end, they get the victory. Uh, also on the good side, talking Texas baseball, they get the big sweep of Texas Tech. How about this? Longhorns now ranked. D1 baseball rankings out for go. the week. And the Longhorns are 21st after their sweep. And they've now won 14 straight games. Won every game on that 14-game homestand. And they're now ranked. And the Aggies are not ranked. You know, the Aggies lost two out of three over the weekend to actually got swept by Tennessee. The Volunteers. And don't let them beat Knoxville. you tomorrow. Yeah, well, I mean, they're now unranked. Well, you're playing at College Station tomorrow. The Aggies are 15-9, and nine, but 1-5 and five to start conference play because they dropped two out of three to LSU uh, last weekend. Uh, and now this past weekend, they, they got swept by Tennessee and Knoxville. So the Longhorns are going to play at the Aggies Tuesday night non-conference game, obviously, but soon to be a conference game. Nice. Got to win a, that game. It'll be a fun week. But, yeah, the Longhorns, a lot to like about what you the, the lineup, Porter Brown, Peyton Powell. Um, Eric Kennedy at the top of that lineup. The lineup is really coming together. It feels like oh, there's clutch to, hits too. Clutch time. Yeah, clutch, and then good pitching. Lucas Gordon was great Friday. Zane Morehouse closing things out. Um, I thought Charlie Hurley gave you a good innings yesterday. I thought LeBaron Johnson Jr. pitched good over the weekend in relief of Travis Staley. And you're starting to see who the five or six best pitchers are. They still have some work at the back end of that bullpen to to, to really solidify things. But man, it's uh, it's, it's coming together uh, like you want it to. And now they have to take that show on the road to College Station tomorrow night and then into the weekend because Longhorns will be on the road this weekend. Yep. So we'll talk that. Also, the Texas softball team with the sweep. Talk to Kim Mulkey's attire, but LSU's back in the Final Four on the women's side. That lady can coach, it's fair to say. Uh, and she can dress, and she can except dress. for that outfit. No, she says she doesn't dress herself, though. She's, she's, we, we played the cut. She, her, she has a, a, a fashionista who sends her clothes. Emails she, and says, here's what you need to put on today. I'm like, well, she's got to send all the clothes. The wardrobe. Jeez, Kim, come on. She just wears it. Come on, Wayne. This or girl, Dwayne. This young lady for Iowa was pretty damn good. Pretty damn good. She filled it up last night, she didn't did. she? She 41-point triple-double for Iowa into the Final Four on the way. How did the side. Twins do for Miami? I, I, wrong guy. Ty knows that. Ty knows the Twins for Miami. Like, is there good luck Oh, the Cavender Twins? Haley yeah. and Hannah? Of course. They're out, though, right? Oh, they're out. It's, yeah, they got beat by Iowa last night or somebody. LSU, LSU beat them. I'll follow LSU. up on their Thank rest you. of their career. Thank you. Thank on their NIL deals. Hey, can we, uh, another good of the weekend was what went on at Austin Country Club. It was the uh, final ever, unfortunately, Dell Technologies match play. But boy, did it come off great. And uh, what a great Sunday it was with Rory McIlroy, Scotty Scheffler, Sam Burns, and Cameron Young. Some firepower out there uh, hitting it all over the yard. And in the end, it's Sam Burns, the uh, former, speaking of LSU Tigers, uh, getting the, uh, the final championship to talk about it and how the uh, the weekend went and a review is our good friend Aaron Sheelick is with us on the Vaqueros hotline he is the head golf professional there at Austin Country Club Aaron how are you my friend I'm doing great a little tired uh, after a long week but uh, man what a great week it was uh, take us through it I mean obviously it's, it's, it's a long busy f- you know for you it's every day because there's practice rounds and then the, the the group play on Wednesday. Do you feel like everything went as planned? I mean, it doesn't always, but do you feel like things were smooth for year year eight? You know, um, I really can't imagine it going any better. I mean, uh, if if I had to say anything, you know, maybe if we would have had the Scotty and Rory finale there, but uh, otherwise, I tell you what, the feedback was really good all week from the players, from the tour, uh, from all the patrons. Um, it being the last year. Uh, gosh, we went out with a bang. It was really good. You no, know, and I thought the wind would be a problem throughout the week, but on the weekend, it just kind of held up for you out there, Aaron. Yeah, what the, the weather was great yesterday. Very little wind, uh, which made some really good scoring conditions for the players. 
And, and these guys, I tell you what, they were on fire. They were lighting it up, dropping putts, uh, hitting bombs. It was it was really fun to watch. I mean, it was a birdie paradise out there yesterday for sure, and the best players in the world were getting after it. I mean, the whole weekend, I thought the whole week was was tremendous, but the weekend, the, 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 the best players – you know, most of the best players got out of their group play, which was fun for the for the, for the Saturday and the Sunday. And obviously, they'd have Scotty and his good buddy Sam Burns, and then Rory and Cam Young. I mean, it was outstanding. Uh, the players, when you're talking to them, Aaron, do you feel like they're going to miss this format, miss this event as it uh, it comes off the books next year? There was a lot of talk about that uh, early in the week. Um, the players were, you know, a lot of guys were coming out saying that you know, they're going to miss the match play because it kind of breaks up the monotony of just having stroke play events every week. Um, I think that they will miss it. I think the tour will at some point when the time's right, bring it back. Um, but they certainly are going to miss Austin country club. Uh, they've grown to like this place a lot. Um, you know, it's a, it's a shorter course, uh, compared to what they normally play, but it's just a great match play course. Uh, a lot of risk rewards for them. Um, and I think that everybody saw that on display this week. Aaron, well, well, will they miss the amount of matches they have to play though? I mean, that for a golfer, that's a long week. It really, really is. But then again, that's a lot of money. <laughs> you know, if you make it to a long week, you're about to make a lot of money. So, but for the for yeah, the regular no golfer, question. that match play that's that's long. That's a lot of swings. No, no doubt. I mean, I, they you know having to play 36 holes on Saturday and Sunday. You know, seven rounds uh, over the five days uh, is a lot of golf uh, for anybody. But you know, also for a tour professional, uh, these guys were worn down uh, yesterday. At the end of the day, there's no question yep. about it. Um, you know, poor Sam was, was trying to hold up the trophy, uh, which was not light, by the way. But he was having to set it down between every picture. He was just uh, completely exhausted after his round. And, and he even made quick work, you know, only, only playing 16, uh, I guess, uh, 15 holes that last match. Uh, that was cool, though. I thought one of the highlights, obviously Sam Burns winning it, and it felt like Cam, Cameron Young maybe ran out of gas uh, late on Sunday, which yeah. can happen after the weekend you just played, and you know, going head-to-head with Rory McIlroy and surviving. How about Sam Burns and Scotty Scheffler? They're good friends. Um, you know that, That's tough to, to go head-to-head with one of your best buddies on the tour, but uh, it's competition. But that match was just tremendous from you know three up early for Burns, and then Rory, uh, Scotty, as we know, rallies, and he takes control of it. And then in the end, they go 21 holes to decide it, and Sam Burns... Burns gets the, win. gets the win. I thought that was really the highlight of the weekend for me. It, you know, it was. And, and really on the 18th hole, um, we had a tremendous gallery. And Scotty had to make birdie to extend the match, if you recall. Yes. Um, and so, you know, he hit a great shot up there. Burns almost holds it out for yes. Eagle to, to finish it. Uh, but then it kind of drifted about 11 foot past the hole. And he missed his and Scotty had to make. And he did it. And that was, you know, it was just an incredible moment. Um, and then, you know, Scotty had his chance a little bit later, a couple holes later, uh, to finish it off. But, you know, what Sam's putter um, was is the thing that got it done. And, gosh, did he putt well. That last match, he, he birdied eight out of the last ten holes. Jeez. Well, uh, for Aaron, for your for the golf club and, and the members, they they get to get their golf course back, and they won't have to do this anytime soon. But for Ed Clemens, our good friend Ed Clemens, he will miss <laughs> this event, you know, because – I don't know how many free meals that dude got to have out there at ACC. I mean that that had to be that had to be a, a world record for him. I know he t- took a, took advantage of that this week, but the, he's going to miss it. Well, I'll miss seeing Ed out there too. No question, he's been a he's been a part of this event from the beginning. Uh, he was around all week. 
Um, yeah, we'll, we'll certainly miss having him out uh, for this particular event. We'll, we'll find other ways to bring it. Uh, there you go. For sure. Yeah, got to have it, got to have it. Uh, Rory McIlroy, uh, he was in that final group. He won essentially third place because he beat Scotty 2-1 and one in the consolation match yesterday. Uh, boy, what a, what a weekend he had. And I know he has the new putter. Uh, he's got to feel really good headed to Augusta in two weeks. And he drove the 18th green. Did you see, Have you ever seen that before? And, and did anybody else able to accomplish it? Mean, Rory driving the 18th green from the tee box, that is unbelievable. It is. I, I, I tell you, I was watching the replay on that. He, it was downwind. Um, he hit that drive 140 foot in the air, oh. uh, which is just a bomb. And and uh, it landed on the front of the green, bolts about three foot from the hole. I had seen. I, I want to say that John Rom drove that green once before. Actually, drove it over the green. Um, but I, I'd never seen anyone ever do that. And, and gosh, it, it looked like that golf ball had eyes on it. It went just right by the hole. Um, a phenomenal into the day that day. It was really, really cool. And Sam Burns is uh, the trivia question answer to who won the last Dell Technologies match play at uh, Austin Country Club. Sam Burns over Cameron Young, Rory McIlroy third, Scotty Scheffler fourth. But you feel like uh, Scotty Scheffler was in good form again, right? He had his chances, as you said, but had to make eight, had to make a birdie on 18 to, to force the playoff, which he did, had a chance. He'll go back to Augusta as maybe as, as confident a returning champion going in there as we've seen in a long time. No question. I, I You know, if you look at all four of those um, guys in, in the semifinals, I, I think they will all be favorites uh, next week or in the Masters. Um, you know, Cameron Young's got the game for it. Sam Burns is extremely confident right now. Then you got Rory, who's who's hitting the ball as good as anybody right now and, and building confidence and putting uh, really well. And, and, of course, you know, Scotty's going to be um, – he's got to be full, full of confidence as well uh, heading back there. So I wouldn't be surprised if you see one of those four guys uh, wearing that green jacket. And what a fantastic athlete Scotty Scheffler is. I mean, to, to go through all those rounds, and I know he's going to take a week off. He's not going down to the Valero. But there, Jordan Spieth will be headed down to Valero, I would think. He loves playing in that tournament. Right, and the defending champ Spawn will be down there again too. So yeah, we'll there's a number of guys that are going going to head from right there at ACC and head right down to San Antonio to play again this week. Yeah, I know Ricky uh, Fowler is going to be in the field as well. He's okay. got to win uh, to get in the Masters, uh, but he's playing great golf too right now. Um, so it'll be it'll definitely be interested uh, to see what happens down there. Uh, Aaron Sheelick, he is the head golf professional at Austin Country Club, and uh, just hosted a wonderful week with the Delta Technologies match play. Aaron, it's been uh, been a lot of fun. Uh, ACC continues to be our course of the month with our Callahan's General Store Tour of Central Texas Golf, and you guys certainly put on a show this weekend. Thanks for all the beautiful pictures and the scenery and uh, one heck of a weekend. They look beautiful, Aaron. Thank you. Well, you bet, guys. Thank you guys very much. Yeah, Aaron Sheelick, the head golf professional there at that beautiful country club. And, yeah, go over to our website if you want to see the video of myself and Omar Uresti out there playing that course ahead of the Dell match play and kind of getting a behind-the-scenes, behind-the-curtain, because Aaron Sheelick was with us, uh, played four or five holes, and our our head golf professional, Omar Uresti, Crockett Cougar that he is, UT Longhorn that he is. By the way, you know Omar's got a cool uh, sports car, and his license plate is O-Man. Oh, man. Oh, man. Uh, Omar's a cool, cool dude. We had a great time with that. That's over at our website, hornfm.com. You can also see how, go see how busted your bracket is because somebody said, hey, those 37 people who have this Final Four, they had the Back to the Future bracket. Had to have. I don't know, man. I, I can see getting a couple of those. To get all four of those, that's some ridiculous. 37 folks, really? To get Florida Atlantic and San Diego State and Miami and UConn. UConn would have been the most likely because a lot – I mean, Jay Billis, a lot of people were picking UConn. 
in the Final Four when it started. Ty gave you San Diego State. Yes, he did. Because he liked their, their – Then he went on to jinx Texas. Then he jinxed Texas. That's the end of the that's – the, that's the coup de gras, my yes. man. Uh, if you guys need to know, if you're wondering what happened yesterday. There you go. One when reason. Texas was up 12 at the half, your man Ty right there went to uh, buying tickets to the Final Four, which you just can't do that. Ty, you just can't you gotta do that. you got to wait till the very end, Ty. The, the, the prices f- would have doubled. Well, that's a jinx, bro. That's just. He's trying to be smart. You know, I mean. Smart ass. Smart this. I'll take but, the blame, though. Yeah, but to get over to the website, learn about Austin Country Club. That's the third location of Austin Country Club, by the way. It's been three other, two other places. Uh, but now settling in right there. And how beautiful were those pictures? I do like when they go to extra holes. They go back to the panoramic water holes and go back to uh, the par five and come back around. Yeah, that was pretty cool because you got Sam Burns, who took a one-up lead on 17 against his good buddy, Scotty Scheffler. And so, so you know, Scheffler's got a birdie 18 to have a chance, and he does. And But but from down in that little gully, you know, on 18, Buck? Oh, yeah. Sam Burns nearly hold out. I mean, he nearly oh, hold yeah. out for birdie, which would have just been stunning. Uh, and instead, he made a he made a par, and uh, Scotty made a birdie. But think about that. I think he's right. All four of those guys are going to be – got to think Scotty Scheffler is the heavy favorite going to Augusta. He just won the players. He dang near won this thing. He won the Masters a year ago. I got to think he is uh, feeling really good about his golf game. Uh, but I have to think Roy McElroy, because if he putts, or his new putter, I don't think anybody's beating him. By the way, Jordan Spieth is not in the field at uh, no, San Antonio. Not no. going, huh? I didn't think he would be. That's why I went and checked it because he played back to back weeks. Remember, he played at uh, well, he three in a row. He played in the players three in a row, and then he played in uh, Tampa at the Valspar, and then he played this weekend. So Jordan Spieth, I, he's off this weekend to get ready for Augusta. And uh, but JJ Spawn is back down there at the Bolero. Yeah, Open. he's defending champ, so he has a show up. Looking at some of the names here in the Cooch. Field. Then Cooch will be Cooch there. Cooch plays every week. <laughs> Cooch is the Cooch man. VJ Singh. Cooch, the cheapskate. By the way, speaking of of fashion and fashionistas. I was watching when they were doing the trophy presentation, and as, Ty, as uh, Aaron Sheelick mentioned, Sam Burns could barely lift the damn trophy. He was so worn out. Oh, yeah. Um, well, it didn't seem like long between, you know, that that match in the morning and then going back out. Would you just get a chance for a sandwich? Did you have to get that sandwich on the fly and be- well, get I mean, back out there and well, Remember, they got TV to worry about. I got to get this oh, thing yeah, off. Oh, oh, yeah, for sure. This thing's going live on NBC. And they had just played four extra holes or whatever it was to settle the first match, so that That's went true. longer than about they needed going to. Longer, yeah. So you got you didn't have as much time. So yeah, man, they they went both went extra time. That was cool. That was a great day. But I was watching and um, I saw the mayor. Mayor was there. The governor was there when they presented the trophy. Michael and Susan Michael Dell. Dell. And Susan was wearing these these boots. She's wearing some serious combat looking boots. I didn't know what oh, that really? was. Maybe they were like like water boots. So the finals were they on the tee box? Is that where I saw them? They were down by the water where they did the trophy. I mean, okay. They were they went down to one of the water holes and had a beautiful right there, maybe fifteen, fourteen. But yeah, that's where they did the trophy present. That's good. That's good television. You know what I'm saying? Put it on the water, oceanfront property or Boy, waterfront a property. A lot of beautiful pictures there of Austin, Texas. Did a great job. Says Ty is such a good sport. Love having him on the show. We do too. We do too. He's a good, but you can't order tickets. No, you can't do that to your team. No, you can't. That would be in any sport for any game. I I, I always tell my dad this. So when my when I was growing up in Houston, uh, actually I was in college when the Houston Oilers blew the lead to the to the Buffalo Bills. Remember that game? And but I was uh, it was over the holiday and I was home 
and the Oilers are up 34-3 to three or whatever it was at the half. My dad says, and it was a beautiful day in Houston, my dad mm-hmm. says, well, I'm going to play golf. I was like, what? What do you mean you're going to play golf? He goes, this game's over. I'm going to play golf. I'm like, you son of a... By the you way, Ty, what? you can get those tickets cheap now. They'll be a little cheaper. So why don't you, why don't you grab? I'll grab a few. Flip them. Why don't you, why don't you flip them? <laughs> grab a few now. I'll be down there. You sell them to a Miami fan. Apparently got a bunch of NIL money down there at Miami. So I did see okay. a, truck, a truck driving around Austin yesterday that had about 50 the U decals on it. Ooh. Oh, it did? Yeah, they came nice. out to play yesterday. I mean, UConn, you know, UConn, they, that's that's a real rich area, too. You get up there in Hartford, Connecticut. Oh. Oh, man. On Coral Gables. Oh, San yeah. Diego. Oh, yeah, San Diego State with their seven seniors and two juniors. Their okay. Their average age is, like, older than the Spurs. What's the uh, – where's Florida Atlantic? It's the Seinfeld. Where is Florida Atlantic? It's I don't Boca, know. Del, Del Boca Vista. Del Florida Atlantic, is that where Tom Herman is now? Yeah. Yes. Okay. He was at the game. Oh, TD Tom was there. Absolutely. That's cool. I didn't see that. But, uh, yeah, Tom Winning Herman in the football. Hard, well, Sark was at the, the game in Kansas City. Sark was up there. I saw him in the front row as the Longhorns continue uh, spring training, spring camp. But uh, there we go. Yeah, Tom Herman back. I, I read a story on The Athletic about Tom Herman back, and he's living in the dorm. Like, he lives on campus and rides a scooter over to practice because his, his parents, his wife and kids still live here. They're going to move to Florida when school's out. So. He's got his little moped. He's humbling himself. Yeah. That's what he says. She's just kind of scooting around campus there in Florida. Beautiful. Very nice. Lane Kiffin was there in a little while. Yeah, so Florida Atlantic, Miami, San Diego State, UConn, your Final Four. Who wouldn't have guessed that one? I mean, that was easy. How did you miss that? We'll come back. We'll continue to recap the weekend, the good, the bad, and the ugly. Our buddy Rodney Rodriguez, who did extra coverage over the weekend with us for the NASCAR race. We'll get an update on how that played out at COTA yesterday. Get you caught up there. Also caught up with uh, the Longhorns, whose season comes to an end. But the report from uh, Horns 24-7 that Rodney Terry will be offered the job on a permanent basis. A matter of uh, contract conversation right now. Could be an official announcement by Tuesday. We'll take your thoughts on that as well. It's beating on the horn. Dylan made history, and the Longhorns made it to the second weekend. Bounce pass goes to the Sioux. Three to shoot. Two, one. Turn around. Good! A huge basket by the Sioux. Twelve on the shot clock. Here's Carr. Top of the arc. Sends it to the Sioux. Puts up one more. Good! The man of the match tonight! Texas shoots for the Elite Eight Friday at 8.45 p.m. against Xavier. On the Horn and Coke FM. The Sweet 16 this Friday night. Obviously, an old promo in the rotation. We'll have to clear that out. But Viking Fence is bringing you the best fences in Austin, Texas. Always have been. Uh, You know, some seasons are great. Some seasons aren't so great in sports. But with Viking Fence, it's every season that they're knocking it out of the park. It's it's what they do. It's what they've invested in over 50 years uh, here in Texas since 1972 when they began installing fences throughout the Centex region. Uh, And no one does it better. No one does it at a higher level. And, and I can tell you this, over the time, what they've done is just invest in a better fence, and a higher quality fence. They've learned. Uh, and that's why they invested in a cedar mill. They want to be able to mill the western red cedar that they truck in on the rail cars and mill to your exact design specifications and standards. It's the best material. Lasts the longest. Looks the best. Uh, they, they can also pre-stain that, that western red cedar for your project. Uh, so it's already ready to go. You don't have to do that afterwards. Uh, and that's what they do, right? They want to control the raw material from front to back. Uh, the quality... 
So it also provides the best value when they control that raw material. They're not going down to the lumber yard to get your posts and pickets. Same thing with their iron fences and iron work that they do. They have their own custom iron facility with the bending equipment and cold knot forging capability, pipe bending. And if you need an automatic, automatic, automatic gate of some kind for your home or business, they've got that as well, their own on-site fabrication facility there. That's what it's about, investing in building the best fence possible so they can put the longest warranty on it, and you know it's going to be done right every single time at Viking Fence. 837-6411, the phone number. It's 837-6411. Find them online at vikingfence.com. And always remember, when you think fence in the Sentex region and all over the ATX, it's Viking Fence. Checking the main lanes of the major thoroughfares without seeing a lot of big backups. Uh, things are easing up quite nicely here. Northbound I-35, yeah, a little heavy towards Stasty from William Cannon and uh, toward the decks, too, from Riverside, southbound 290 to downtown slow from the north side. But Georgetown, Round Rock delays have eased up quite a bit. Some toward Highway 79, southbound on I-35, but again, uh, we have that just about any time, day or night. Southbound Bopak in front of the domain, south of Palmer. Looks like that crash is done. Just a few delays remaining there. Uh, one wreck on the board. It's Vernon Road at 2222. It is an injury crash. I'm Don Miller, and that's traffic. It's Bucky and Aaron. By the way, spotted at the uh, Austin Country Club over the weekend while taking in the golf. Bijan Robinson and Arch Manning hanging out. Arch Manning's taller than you think. I'll tell you that. Where did I? Where did I think he was? I thought he was six three. Mm, Bigger? So, I think you know when he was uh, th- standing next to Malik Murphy. On the practice field last week, when Malik was back, uh, he doesn't take not that much shorter than Malik at this point. So it's Quinn, it's Quinn the shorty. Yeah, yes. Quinn's the shortest of the three. Yes, he's I like six three. So. And the six three, that's a big quarterback room uh, with Arch and Malik Murphy. And gosh, what an improvement from <laughs> where it was uh, to where it is now, um, as far as just overall talent in the room. And I think that you can say that for a lot of positions for the Longhorns uh, at this point with Steve Sarkeesian. But yeah, busy weekend recapping with the good, the bad, and the ugly. Uh, and a busy week to come. The Final Four on the women's side will be set tonight with two more games. Uh, South Carolina, of course, the heavy favorites. Um, they'll they'll have their matchup this evening. Also, Ohio State and Virginia Tech in the other national or regional semifinal. Then all all eight teams will be set. Uh, also, Major League Baseball opening day is this week, Buck. Thursday. 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 Opening day in the big leagues. That's always a signature event on the calendar. Our Yankees got a nice young shortstop. Looking good. They're getting ready to lose to the Astros again. You know what I'm saying? That's just the way things go. It has been the way things go. Astros find their way to beat the Yankees. But, yeah, that'll be coming up on Thursday. So, yeah, a lot to do. Busy week, but a busy weekend. In addition to uh, all the basketball and the Longhorn conversation, the Longhorn baseball team and uh, Austin Country Clubs we talked about, uh, what a major league city we were yesterday with uh, the running of the Echo Park Texas Grand Prix out of Coda, Circuit of the Americas with the NASCAR circuit in town. Uh, the good old boys were here. And to talk about it, let's go to the Vaqueros hotline, get a recap with our man Rodney Rodriguez from Revved Up ATX, who had a really busy weekend. Rodney, how are you, my friend? I'm doing well, guys. And it was plenty of good out of Coda. Plenty of good on a good on a good Monday. Crowd was good? Very good. I was I was surprised. I was extremely surprised. I was I know last year with Dell Match Play, it, it definitely dug in a little bit right there, and then multiplying it between the between the basketball and and baseball games. But you could really see it in turn one 
up on uh, up on Big Red. Those stands were packed. You had folks sitting out in the, in the grassy area, then back in the S's in the fan zone. A little light, a little lighter along the front stretch, but all in all, it was it was fantastic. It looked really great out there. Ronnie, the weather is just perfect for uh, this weekend there too. Oh man, Buck! Uh, you know, sa- Saturday was hot. Saturday was yes. a little hot, uh, I-, I think. But yesterday, uh, th- there was a light mist. We were about an hour out from the from the go time there, and, and there was a light mist. And I thought, man, maybe if we get a little rain shower here, we could put the put the rain tires on and then go to the to, to the slicks. Didn't need that. I mean, there was a little breeze. It was extremely comfortable yesterday. I I, I couldn't. I couldn't have drawn up a better a better weather day yesterday, and, and it all came full circle because the race didn't disappoint. Yeah, give us that update. I mean, that uh, it was it was you know a wild ending as far as the the restarts and the restarts and the starts and the wrecks, and, and in the end, uh, it's it's the team owned by Michael Jordan. What is this twenty three eleven racing that uh, that gets the win, and it's uh, Tyler Reddick with the victory. Give us the the four one one on this whole thing. So this this race, uh, the the story going in was the new downforce package where NASCAR did modified some changes. We've talked in depth about about all of that, and then the uh, the no stage breaks, the the predetermined yellow flags. You know, at the end of lap 18 or whatever it was, typically a yellow flag would come out. Well, they they got rid of all of that. I mean, they were still awarding stage points at the end of said lap but you weren't going to go to a caution. Well, it turns out you didn't need any of that because there were plenty of cautions, you know, without needing the stage breaks. And, you know, you, you take off and you have a huge crash on, on lap one that wipes out Jimmy Johnson. That was, you know, one of the feel-good stories of the weekend that he was back. And he was enthusiastic and excited, but, you know, he qualified 31st. So he was in the back where all of the mess happens. And you, the, the racing yesterday – Throughout the pack, throughout the pack was really good. I know that the most most fans were honed in at the front, and and the one thing that I really enjoyed about yesterday, when you had Tyler Reddick and William Byron racing side by side, the respect that you saw between those two, they weren't leaning on each other. I mean, you're going to touch, you're going to touch each other, but the amount of respect that they were giving each other, just just made for the racing to to be just so exciting to watch because it was. It was back and forth. One would make a pass, and then the other would cross over and and pass down on the inside. They were they were hands down the two best cars of the race. But as the race continued to to get to the latter stages, and you started having restarts, you know Ross Chastain. It looked like Ross Chastain was was done on one of those restarts. He spins out, and, and then by the the restart after next, he was up in the top four, and he he ends up fourth. I mean, it was just. Just massive racing throughout the pack, and and the Formula One guys. You know, you had Jensen Button and Kimi Raikkonen that were here. You know, along with Jordan Taylor, the the sports car racer, and listening to them after the race where they were talking about, you know, the, these guys just run you over. It's like, yeah, a li- little bit different when you get into the boxy stock cars. It was just really cool to watch. Uh, big crowds, beautiful day, good racing, and so this is a Michael Jordan's race team. Is that right? That's right. So, um, and this is not uh, this isn't the first win uh, for that outfit. Of course, Bubba Wallace is the teammate. So, really, uh, kind of a crazy story here. How Tyler Reddick ended up in, in this 45 car. So, Tyler Reddick was driving, la- or for the last couple of years, been driving for Richard Childress Racing. He drove the eight car that is now occupied by Kyle Busch. Great run by Kyle Busch, by the way. He ended up second, um, and he, we had kind of put him out to pasture at one point too. But he was able to make a good run there at the end. But Last year, uh, as Tyler Reddick was driving for RCR, 
winning races, doing really great things, an announcement came that in 2024, next season, that he was going to go to 2311 racing. And it wasn't determined, you know, what car he was going to drive. I mean, because at the time, you had Bubba Wallace in the McDonald's 23 and Kurt Busch in the Monster Energy 45 that, that Reddick is driving now. Well, as the season went on, Kurt Busch had the injury, the concussion. He's still in concussion protocol right now. Um, he's had to step away, probably not going to drive again. As that happened, it allowed Reddick to go take the 45 seat this year, and it's a match made in heaven. And and Reddick is, is the driving force right now for Toyota because Toyota just hasn't been good all year other than Tyler Reddick. And for him, to, for him to notch this win here, I think this may be a turning point for Toyota where they can go in and see what he's doing and hopefully get the ship straight because everybody's chasing Chevrolet, but yesterday everybody was chasing that number 45 Toyota. Uh, Ronnie, when they go into concussion protocol in NASCAR, they, they do stay out a lot longer. Is that, I mean, just for the, the movement of the head inside the vehicle? I mean, that thing gets... What is what is your dome like inside of one of those things in that helmet? I know you're strapped in pretty good. The the way it's been explained, so so you definitely have you have a head and neck restraint devices, right? You have head headrests on each side of the of the car. But the the best way that I've heard this explained is like in the situation with with Kurt Busch. If you go back and you look at that, he he backed into the wall at Pocono. I, I think in practice, no, in qualifying. It doesn't look like anything. Right. I mean, I've seen a lot worse. I've seen a lot worse. But the way the way that it, that it's been explained is that it doesn't take a lot of movement. What happened in his case was he's he's centrally sitting in the car without a lot of movement in the head. But when he hit the wall, his his head did go far enough back where you know all that brain fluid that's there. Right. The brain actually bounced forward and backward inside the skull. And that's what caused the bruising that he still, I mean, he has, I mean, sound issues. I mean, loud sounds continue to bother him. You don't see him like on pit road during, during the action. Um, he's, it's been, it's been an interesting journey for him, how this has just continued to go and go and go. And he, it's like a long it time. A real, it, and it was a surreal moment for him yesterday, Bucky, because he was actually in the, um, in the Fox booth yesterday and very emotional for him because he's still a part of the 2311 team. And he said after the race, he's like, you know, I, I when when I figured that I was possibly done, I wanted to do something that was going to help this team, whether it be input or, or anything. He's been a big part of that. And, and he was emotional when he saw his car go to victory lane. He actually said, you know, I had hoped at one point that I was going to be back in that car, but I'm, I'm beginning to realize that that's probably not what I need to do because it, it's in good hands. So it's a good story. Revved up ATX is uh, where you hear Rodney Rodriguez. Great coverage over the weekend, extended coverage as well into Sunday. Also, you're out there with the event on Thursday. Thank you, Rodney, for all your work, and uh, we'll look forward to the next big event out of Coda and the next uh, Revved up ATX. Thanks, buddy. You got it, guys. Y'all take care. There it is, our man for speed. Speed. We got golf. We got racing. Austin FC disappointed over the weekend with a 1-1 draw to the last place team in Colorado. They're They're scuffling. Out there at Austin FC right yeah, now. Yeah, they're gonna have. To, there's a lot of games to be played, a lot of matches to be played. We, they got to get it together. Long season, long season for sure. They play all the way to the fall and into yep. football season. But uh, yeah, they're they're skidding a little bit, but they're trying to get that back end sorted out. But everything else, pretty good over the weekend. A lot going on in the ATX, uh, obviously. Uh, we'll come back. We'll pick it up. We'll recap one more time the Longhorn loss and how a uh, 12 point lead with 10 minutes to play turned into a 
really, really disappointing outcome for the Longhorns. And did you see you know, the Lamar Jackson story in the NFL, Buck? Did you see who the Ravens signed? To, could this be the reason Lamar Jackson wants to go back to Baltimore? They signed a wide receiver. There you go. Details coming on b and It's Bucky and Aaron. Disappointing loss for the Longhorns yesterday, to say the least. The game that felt like it was uh, firmly in the Longhorn control disintegrated really, really quickly to Miami, and the uh, Longhorn season comes to an end. Boy, they played 40 great minutes against Xavier on Friday night, 30 really good minutes against Miami, and then 10 bad minutes, and that's how this tournament goes. Uh, You pay a bad stretch against a good team that's well-coached, and it can all come down pretty quickly. And uh, obviously the Rodney Terry story will be the next uh, phase. Reports uh, from Chip Brown over at Horns 24-7 that a deal is in the works. And uh, I've been told the same that, um, you know, and it's about contract now with Rodney Terry and Chris Del Conte, uh, who was true to his word that as soon as the season is over, they'll address the situation, which could be an official announcement by tomorrow, uh, that he will be the, the permanent head coach at the University of Texas. And I'll say this. There's a lot of folks on the text line talking about how the how Rodney Terry didn't make enough adjustments and got out coached late in that game. Look, I mean, that, go back and we can say he said, you know, you can do 20-20 hindsight on a lot of this. But the game I watched, the Longhorn, Rodney Terry put the ball in his best player's hands late in the game, and too often those guys didn't make plays. And that's that's the sport in my mind. Um, you know, critical turnovers at different at big moments by your best players, whether it be Timmy Allen or Marcus Carr. You didn't have Dylan, Dylan D'Souza as an option. Uh, which was really, really unfortunate and really didn't look like it was going to haunt you until that 10-minute mark, your 10-minute stretch, when you, much like the Penn State game where you could have used the ability just to slow the game down and just throw it to Dylan DeSue and let him go to work down low. You didn't have that option, so you had to let your guards and your perimeter take over, and let's just be fair, Buck, last seven minutes, they were rough. Yeah, I mean, you just got to see what your, from this point on, what is your program going to be about? Are you going to be guard-oriented, which... This team was this year, and I mean, like I said, all of a sudden the guys couldn't grow three, four inches during the season. It was it wasn't going to happen. It it is what the way. Look, I mean, way Miami's going to the final four, and they don't have a guy over six seven. Oh, so and they've got and they got a, a mauler that's in the middle who will rebound like nobody's business. And this team this year, I thought this I thought this team did a great job of executing as a small team and rebounding. It just sure. kind of kind of it's, well, it's going to catch wave, up to you, right? I mean, it's hard to find a big and the biggest guy was Zach Eddy, Zach Eady at Purdue, and they lost. Well, I'm not talking about having seven foot four guys. I'm talking about having no, you I, know, I agree six, with you. Ten guys, a couple six nine guys every once in a while. I mean, Brock did have more offensive rebounds than all of Miami did. Yeah, I just this was a look. This is a, before we move forward to the future of the program. This game is going to leave a, a, it, it, the opportunity was there, right? It was there to finish this thing. It get, should have been finished off. Get get Dylan to sue back for the Final Four, and who knows, right? Who knows what this team could have accomplished. It's one of those coulda, shoulda, wouldas, and it's unfortunate that you're one of your best players and your hottest player at the time gets hurt in practice and the bone bruise, so he can't help you. And then, then one of your leaders then, gets hurt during the game. Yeah, then Marcus Carr takes a Charlie horse, and he's not 100%, and Jabari Rice is getting his knee wrapped. I mean, that's basketball, and that's, that's sports this time of year. But it will always be, I think, for a lot of Longhorn fans, the what if. I mean, what if? Well, I mean, this team had a had an opportunity, and then you look, and you would have been the highest seeded team in Houston with a lot of a lot of your fans there <laughs> packing the place, including Ty, who was buying tickets at halftime. Um, who really jinxed him and screwed yeah. him up. I mean, that would have been. You know, this team was playing really good basketball, and I know they lost nine games this year, and it was their ninth loss. But man, to not have Dylan to sue, uh, to not be a hundred percent down the stretch, really is is a frustration. But at the same time. The guys you needed to make plays, 
late didn't, right? The turnovers were killers. Um, you know, the calls didn't go your way on the officiating side of things as well. Same time, you had your opportunities, and you had a double-digit lead with, with Absolutely. 10 minutes to go. And that's what, that's unfortunate because this team, I just feel like there was a, there was a real chance here. Uh, and I mean, UConn would have been a heck of a matchup in the semifinal. Yeah, and you didn't go to this, into this game with a bunch of young guys. You had veteran players. No, I mean, this is... I mean, good. that's the last game for Marcus Carr. That's the last game for Jabari Rice and Timmy Allen, um, Christian Bishop. And that'll be it. Uh, other guys are going to have to make sure some Jabari decisions. Rice can't come back. There's not another something-something out there where you get a seventh year or something. There's got to be one year left. Sue is the only one that's got one of those available to him. Yeah, I thought uh, I thought Roddy Terry did great. And I, I, they, they had their opportunities. There were – but your players have to make plays. I mean, guys have to not – Turn the foot the ball over. I mean, Tyrese Hunter, you know, he had a great game Friday night and played with electricity. And in this game, you know, nine points and you know one of six from three and uh, three turnovers that were critical. Timmy Allen had some critical turnovers late in the game. So I mean, this those are your best players. And you can say what you want about the coaching and the plays run, but most every coach in America is going to put the ball in his best guy's hands in, in clutch moments. And you know, that this didn't happen. And it was, the best players from Miami outplayed the best players from Texas in critical moments of that game. And uh, that's how a 12-point lead turned into a, you know. The other thing is the defense, right? 88 points, way too many. I mean, Texas is. Oh, for sure. I've given you the number all tournament and all end of the year. Texas is 2-9 and nine now this year when they give up over 73 points in a basketball game. When they keep it under that number, they're undefeated. Uh, 27 wins when they keep the game under 73. And they had Miami in that opportunity when they had 55 points with 10 minutes to play. Then it got away from them. And you give Jim Laranega and Miami a heck of a lot of credit. And their guys stepped up and uh, put themselves and in the And their guys four. have been in that spot. They were just there last year. Yeah, they were in the Elite Eight and lost to Kansas, the eventual uh, champion. Uh, and, you know, the, the other thing, the, the, the criticism that can be levied is, you know, the kid Miller for, for them that – didn't miss a shot in the game. You got to make him make a jump shot at some point. You cannot, whatever you have to do, you can't continue he lives to let at the him. free throw line. But look, that's how Miami plays, right? They're a four guard lineup yep. that like to spread the floor and attack. And, um, you know, Isaiah Wong, the ACC's player of the year, had a rough first half, but really turned it on in the second. Um, and, you know, Miller was just outstanding. And I think Wong only had, what, one three pointer during the course of the game? They only made two as a team the whole yeah, game. Yeah, he had one late. Yeah, two as a team. But um, you know you you got to keep him out of the lane. You got to find a way as a player, as a as a coaching staff. You just can't let that guy continue to, you know, live in the paint and, no. and get make him make a shot before you let him go by you again. That was uh, frustrating. And he did go by him. He did. Well, he was thirteen for thirteen from the foul line. Didn't miss a shot on the night. But uh, disappointing for the Longhorns. But it was part of a good, bad, and ugly weekend. We've recapped it for four hours. Craig Way will have more coming with Cam Parker on Light the Tower. Jeff Howe not back yet. He's in commute, flying back from Kansas City. Also, uh, Zay and Chad through the midday. Ball don't lie this afternoon. Glenn Davis with Soccer Matters tonight. There you go. 7 o'clock with all the latest on, on the MLS and Austin FC. Buck, have a good Monday. You too, guys. Uh, get you some of them blue gummies. Hey. Make sure Hards give them up. Come on, Hards. Hard ball. <laughs> they can't all fit in the food freezer, right? <laughs> you got to keep them in the freezer? Really? That's what you Three stores is 12 dozen. Hey, if you missed any part of our show, including conversations with Aaron Sheelick and Rodney Rodriguez, recapping the weekend and all of our thoughts on the weekend, hit it up on the podcast, hornfm.com. Light the tower next.